Legends say, in ancient times, when the gods walked with man, within the traditions of the Norse that were passed from the Celts, that there were warriors who traveled through the spiritual realms. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans, guiding the members of their clan to spiritual understanding. These shamans knew the Lanvedi. They were known as Ulv Hefnar of Odin, the Allfather, and Valhalla. Today, the modern Ulv Hefnar continues the tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women find harmony. In the traditions of our ancestors, the Ulv Hefnar now invites those who seek knowledge to come forth to the circle of knowledge to share our experiences and find commonality amongst all. Following in the traditions of his ancestors, Dr. Mark Wiseman offers hope and peace in his message of understanding our personal spirituality. Join us now for this week's message here with the Alaska Ulv Hefnar. Let us call upon the house of Odin in Asgard that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Hail Odin, Lord of Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise, you to whom all the gods of Asgard look. Sky Father, on the eight-legged steed, you who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm, give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, all Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Many of those who would condemn my teachings have come to me and complained about my beliefs in the mystical world of magic. They typically have associated it with evil or dark forces. Honestly, there is absolutely no difference between my understandings of magic and that of the modern day prayer. To this point, some early transcripts have been recovered that demonstrated the early church's adaptation of many of the local customs within the areas they invaded. 
Today, I'd like to look at the power of prayer, or more importantly, the spiritual energy that moves prayers and spells from the incantation to the manifestation within the physical realm. But I don't want us to waste our time looking at these spiritual processes through the glasses of modern-day religion, but instead look at the, this phenomenon from a quantum scientific perspective. While the many different discussions I have had with different people have led me to believe that the allegations I have made about the quote-unquote brainwashing caused by the modern monotheistic practices is accurate, I truly believe it is a matter of those individual demanded ignorance and ultimately has come down to different perspectives of the same understanding and that's really critical to create an understanding and talk about the quantum science of prayer and magic we should immediately identify the spiritual entities involved in these processes. Now, we've spoken about them before, so this is not new. There are many different entities who will combine our energies into a singular magic spell or prayer, regardless what the desired outcome is. Those entities are, number one, are other physical entities on this plane of existence with us, whose aura interacts either directly or indirectly with ours, either human or not. Quantum science has already concluded without a doubt that the human body gives off a level of measurable energy, whether that energy is heat or a form of infrared light the transmission of energies into the space around us has evidence, scientific evidence, to support its existence. Number two are the land spirits, or those entities who do not possess a physical body, but they interact with us on a daily basis. These entities who interact with other physical beings' aura to reallocate already created objects and or energies to assist in the completion of a prayer or spell manifestation. Many have reported this and the newfound ability to measure signatures at a quantum level has been proven as well. There are many levels of this area as there are many of these types of entities among us here on the physical plane. Number three is the deities, whose energy are typically reserved except in the case of creating something completely new. However, they have also been known to demonstrate quote-unquote favor to spiritual entities whether currently bonded to a physical body or not. Many have witnessed and swear by their vision of a deity at work among us here on the physical plane. 
Science identifies that there is energy from the light of the sun. There is light or heat from the sun. There is uh, motion and, and the friction caused by wind. All of these are energy that is being transmitted through the space and time around us to our auras. So by understanding the different entities necessary for prayers and magic manifestation, hopefully we can now understand the necessity for these entities. As mentioned before, because of the infinite energy available to these beings, they are capable of generating, generating matter from nothing. This is a deity. In other words, if a prayer or spell is requesting something that has never existed before, these requests are provided by the deities. They can create something from nothing. Now they, the deities, also know the timeline of knowledge, and therefore when current era physical beings pray for something that is not yet to, to be discovered, the deities will not allow it. The, in addition, the deities work with a group, according to the legends, of land spirits called the Fates, who ensure that the physical plane of existence remains in balance at all times. Nothing can bring it out. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us again. When I left, we were kind of closing up discussing the different spiritual entities around us that produce and accept energy transmitted through our aura into our physical being. We now know the entities that are involved in our prayers and spells. Now, where is this energy, you may wonder? For the answer to this, we need to examine the intent of the individual caster or prayer. We need to discuss two different aspects of this intent before we get to the energy. The first being the direction that we will go when it's completed. If, for example, we are asking for bad things to happen to another physical being, we need to consciously focus the energy more diligently. Whereas if we were following the quote-unquote laws of nature, and simply providing for our family and ourselves, or even praying good, positive thoughts for others, then the amount of intent necessary for the prayer, the spell completion, is a lot less. The other aspect of our intent matches our desire. 
How much desire do we have for this object? As you may recall, the desire is located at the center of our kulia, or our spiritual center. And this is what will provide a continuous, ongoing energy source towards this spell or prayer. This, then, is where the use of affirmations can play a very powerful role in our lives. By implementing positive affirmations frequently, we are able to keep re-energizing the power and focusing on the outcome, positive outcome of the prayer or spell. With all this talk now about the spiritual side, where exactly is the quantum science within the total prayer spell process, you may wonder? Well, within our minds, within our bodies, we create microparticles of bioelectricity. Yes, just like they claimed in the Hollywood movie, The Matrix, except that it's real. This bioelectricity is used for many different applications within our lives. It is used to repair the body and maintaining memories within the mind, as well as projecting out into the world around us. This energy is also used by our spiritual self to maintain our connections from the spiritual self to the physical self. In addition, some negative energies must be repolarized and or destroyed. All of this takes energy. This doesn't even include the caloric energy necessary to power the muscles and the body just through normal exercise or the needs of the biological body as it's trying to contend with uh, illness, sickness, injury. In case you're wondering, this might be a reason we feel a little bit more exhausted by the end of a hectic day, or when we are not feeling as well as we can. As we begin to fully understand the needs for this energy, we should also begin to understand the importance of our aura, the importance of clarity within both the mental state and our aura is very important, as this allows us clearer transmissions through the aura to the spiritual realm. So, we've talked a lot about the mystique or the mystical side of prayers and magic. We've kind of looked at how when we encant, even if we encant a spell within our mind, energy is used from within us to cast that spell through our aura out into the spiritual realm to other spiritual entities. Now, everyone, all spiritual beings have auras. And these auras, depending on mental states, can be cloudy or, or just not as uh, in, invisible, if you will, as they could be. As such, what happens is we have 
ourself generating this energy sending it out through our aura and then in our aura it diffuses and instead of going in like a laser beam through the aura out into the spiritual realm we have like a glow that occurs because of the diffusion of this energy within our aura what this means spiritually is that because the beam becomes diffused within our mental state cloudy aura the beam the light doesn't go out beyond our aura very far and there and then obviously as it enters into another spiritual entity's aura if their aura is cloudy or not crystal clear what happens is that diffused light becomes diffused even more and it continues that process until there's no energy for this spell at all or prayer so when we're thinking about casting a spell or or even encanting our prayer to our deities or to the spirituals to the universe in general we have to consider what our aura is doing okay if our aura is really cloudy lots of things going on in our mind got lots of things racing around our mental state is chaos and so our aura is very cloudy this is where the the subject of using an object comes into play right so we're going to use an object to focus the energy on the object because of its placement is out in the aura so we're not we're not passing through as much of this cloudy aura as we would have otherwise to then transmit our beam okay out into the spiritual realm and then we're also going to get more distance out of it because it's not so diffused it's not so scattered okay and so that's the benefit of using these objects we've talked about whether that be a talisman you know uh, 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 anything um, you know any kind of amulet or or uh, object that we're focusing on this allows us to then bring our energy not as much diffusion get into the object and then certainly not nearly the scattering as it leaves the object out of the aura into the spiritual realm that's really where for those of you who are struggling with some mental processing going on that's where you're going to really find uh, your advantage of these objects is being able to then uh, put them out there in the aura and allow them then to help you focus that energy through a cloudy aura and then we'll talk um, a minute when we come back from break we'll talk a little bit about the process there and we've talked about it before for those of you who have followed the show for a little bit you may remember we spoke about the whole process of encanting a spell or or uttering a prayer and how that process starts mental picture little congruence with with emotional energy 
broadcast out into the aura and then onto a spiritual entity. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Thank you so much for continuing to join me as we talk about the quantum science behind prayers and, and magic spells. They're the Firstly and foremost, as I've said before, and I'll say it again a hundred times, is that they're the same thing, okay? Exactly the same thing. So what a magic spell is or prayer is when the encanter, the person who's uttered the prayer or, or encants a spell, sends out a request from their inside, intrinsic in their mental space they're going to broadcast it out through the aura out into the spiritual realm where they're going to communicate with other spiritual entities these spiritual entities are going to receive realize if they can or cannot help and then what they may do is the energy at which you send they will then use to uh provide almost suggestion if you will to these resources and reallocate them to intersect with your path in the future so my analogy here is the horse um, as we're walking down a very long path at the beginning of the path we utter a prayer and we say Odin Freya bring to me a mode of transportation Help me to to travel this path. And then we continue our walk. In the meantime, the spiritual entities have now received your signal. They've received your prayer. They'll go and they'll communicate with some person who's holding the gate to allow a horse to run free in the pasture. And they're going to start suggesting, you know, if that horse could run, he could exercise and get healthy and this, that, and the other thing. And they're going to use their their power of suggestion to help him to understand how that works. And at the meantime, they say to the horse, you know, once that gate opens, run and be free. And, and you'll meet this guy and he'll be walking down the path. Give him a ride. And when all of those energies are combined that's how it happens and so as you're walking along you essentially walk into the horse now the quantum science of this is and we've measured it it's been proven scientifically you're welcome to go look it up but I can tell you that quantum science has said that there is energy that is transmitted transiently everywhere all the time a majority of that energy that they are saying transports all the time is spiritual entity and spiritual energy coming from those spiritual entities whether it be deities whether it be land spirits whether it be our ancestors it matters very little what matters is, is that there's this energy it's out there just floating transiently in the air 
as we move through our lives, our auras will come in contact with that energy. Our auras will absorb that energy and then our intrinsic processes, our mental process aligned congruently with our heart, evaluates the energy and determines its value to the self, right? It is there then the spiritual self determines if the physical self needs this energy. If you're feeling run down and you're feeling kind of just really out of it, and all of a sudden this energy jolt hits you and you just feel like dancing, a good reason for that would be that the energy intersected with your aura and therefore your brain determined, yeah, we really need this. Your spiritual self inquired to your physical self. The physical self then said, yep, that's what we need. And so on and so forth. And before you know it, you feel like dancing. It happens frequently. So we've talked a lot about this energy used to manifest things in our reality. And essentially, as mentioning, it's simply a reallocation from their current trajectory into intercepting ours. What does that mean? Well, energy is just what it sounds like. It is microvolts of electricity at a particle level. So very, very small. In much the same way the biological body transports the messages from our physical sensory input, so too does energy transmit across time and space to our physical self or to our spiritual self, which then passes it to our physical self. From an electrical engineer perspective, we could say the physical plane is one giant electromagnetic force fields that is constantly suspended in our existence. Now that may have sounded a little heavy, but ultimately these particles of electrical energy are passed through space and arrive through the outer boundary of our aura. Recently, in not so far ago, they discovered what they call neutrinos. And neutrinos are particles of energy that traverse the universe and they pass through the earth. They don't ever stop. And because they are so small, they can actually kind of wedge themselves through the atomic structure of things. So we all have neutrinos passing through us all the time. Energy. Energy from the universe. And it's science. Science has proven that this energy is in existence. So it's out there. And what better way to embrace this energy but to clear our mind, clear that aura up, and allow that energy to come into us. But as I mentioned in the start of the show, that energy kind of has a whole bunch of different applications within the body. A, we can, we can gain experiences bundled in that energy, much like a wireless computer does, where we're sending emails and whatnot through the wireless, 
our ancestors are doing a very similar thing with the spiritual energy and they can give us these experiences that helps to build our wisdom another big thing that this energy can do is it allows us to heal and when we shut off our physical sensory input and we close our eyes for our nightly rest that's what's happening is these energies are coming in and they're healing they're rejuvenating the body building it back up getting it back to where it was before today started hopefully you'll take some of that energy and quash the doubt and the opposing force of that self-belief and that that honest congruent desire we have to be happy and successful and we'll use this energy to quash that now i will also say more or less as a closing discussion remember energy that comes from the universe that comes from anywhere in the spiritual realm is not dark or evil it is only our intent that sets that polarity so if we need dark magic dark energy to kill off those other states that we don't want our our lives in anymore we have to gather that and we have to focus at creating that so hopefully this will help and encourage you Thank you.